just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to us on RNC Radio, the A Show, RNC Network. I am Justin here with Meals. We are past Memorial Day. It is officially, not officially on the calendar, but I mean, it's damn well officially the summertime. Meals, what's going on? Um, I got my first haircut today. I'm very, I'm very excited. I don't think I've received the call. I was more excited in the last three months than my barber calling me or my barber texting me and telling him, telling me to like call him as soon as possible. And I was like, what? Are you, what? And then I missed it. <laughs> then he missed the first call. And I was like, damn. And then he called back and I answered on like the first ring. I was like, yo, what are we doing? And he's like, oh, just come through, blah, blah, blah. So now my head feels lighter. Um, we very much feel lighter. I, I, Bro, I have not seen my loctician since March. I haven't got a haircut since then either. I I looked up how to do your own retwists, and I immediately shut the page down when I saw how long it takes. <laughs> and, and this is for, like, regular length. My hair is now down to my shoulder because it's still growing even though I haven't gone. And usually when you get a retwist, you, you see, your, like, your length. It goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but it's growing without it right now. So I was like, this will take me at least 10 hours to do it by myself, like no, every no, single but, part. But it's a thing that people do. You understand it, right? Like, I, I've, there's plenty of women who, like, do their own hair, do their own twists, do their own things, do yeah. their own extensions. And it legitimately takes them to, like, they don't leave the house for the day. You just accepted that that day is for doing my hair and I'm not leaving until it's done. Bro, so, I, yeah, I, I just don't know if it's worth the trouble, right? Like, I don't eh. know. What you got to lose? What else are you doing? <laughs> oh I'm doing God. this podcast. I mean, a lot of different things. Oh, you ain't Diddy. Come on. Relax. Oh, man. oh wow. <laughs> Hit me with the, with the classic line. <laughs> when you see me next time, in my, in my, I'm wearing a beanie. For a fucking month. But no, I mean, there's no way you're ruining your dreads, man. No, it's just so much, so much work putting in them. But I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold out for it. I had to actually wash my hair on my own, and that didn't go well either. And every, all of the listeners, I know there's a lot of listeners that we have that actually, you know, go through the same thing. Washing your own hair is is an ordeal because I don't have like a mirror or not a mirror, but I don't have a, a sink like an actual salon sink. So I had to do it in the mm-hmm. in the shower, and it it didn't go well at all. It, it was it was actually hey, terrible. Buddy. You know, but you know why I did it. You know what time I did it. I did it at two o'clock in the morning, and that's probably my first oh. mistake. Yeah. Oh, so I've seen a lot of things that are being done around that time. People are cooking at two a.m. People are getting stuff done. Two a.m. is to ten p.m. That's yeah. what it is. Like yeah. two a.m. I've lost all semblance of time. I woke up today thinking I had a meeting at 
10 a.m. And then I also had the haircut thing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to work out. I'm going to get this, you know, get to this meeting. Then I'm going to run and get my haircut and go on all It's not even the day for my meeting. I could have slept. Like, <laughs> I could have slept like a whole nother hour or two. So it's, you know, I have no, I have no idea what day of the week it is. I, I hit you up and be like, oh, it's the day after Raw. Must be time to record. Yeah, so well, you know, it's like, funny. You know, it's funny. Like we didn't even like text each other until literally like two hours ago about the, yeah. about doing this show. I just knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, every day in the week, it's just like I know it's coming. It's 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 usually what happens after Raw. Um, yeah. So <laughs> whatever. Like today, I've, you know, even with continuing to go off this thing, I forgot to post the. Usually, I schedule the lookout stuff to be posted at a certain time. Oh, wow. Completely forgot. Luckily, I just, you know, I mean, I was getting a haircut at the time. So it's like, I couldn't. <laughs> well, lucky you. I, I, I love that you keep mentioning this haircut when I just said that I haven't had one in almost three months. So uh, thank you for that. You know, it's just, wow. Um, the, the, the things that a haircut can do for your mood and just your outlook on life in general. I but think you guys I are opening up. We're, you guys are opening up. up. Well, well, they said. Well, the the mayor said today where he's going to allow in stage three barbershops and salons to open up. I don't think that where I live at right now we're even past stage one. So we're, I'm not. We're, we're not even in stage one. New York City yeah. has not cleared all of the things because we still. One of the things is. Wow, we're getting super newsy on this. Um, one of the things is like 30% of hospital beds need to be prepared. And then there's another benchmark that we have to you know, go over that we're not there yet. And phase one is just construction can really just continue <laughs> again. And it's not even like haircuts or anything um, or and like curbside pickup and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's not even like a damn you can get haircuts. At least you guys are getting that. Like I... You saw where I had to do. Everyone's saying I had to enter some streets of rage level to get. My oh haircut. yeah, I, I'm not even gonna. We're not even gonna talk about how you were able to even get a, get a haircut. <laughs> I know a lot of people are like perplexed and wondering how that happened, and also worrying about your well being. Uh, Mills is on some some underground deep web shit. <laughs> I'm not even trying to like understand what how that even worked, but you know you got it. You got it, pal. You got it. I'm not even. I don't even want to know. I don't know. Here we are. <laughs> uh. Wrestling. <laughs> wrestling how about it let's talk about some wrestling week. this week uh what a bummer of a week uh actually before we get into the bummer of the bummer stuff uh we had a question from a a guest of ours uh, i want to get into oh, it uh shout Sinvidious. out to sinvidius the homie he was a guest on the show last year um during during our anniversary show and uh we we had to make sure that we got him on because uh, there were just so many like problems it was like mm-hmm. during like it was so much stuff going on uh, last year, but I uh, had a question for us. So uh, of course we got to get to him first on the show. Uh, he said he was thinking about how we gave Bailey her flowers, and while he was watching the Undertaker's last Red documentary, he wanted to know what are some matches that we think someone deserves flowers for, uh, where someone carried someone inferior, older, or injured uh, to a decent match, and that is a great question. Oof. Um. Okay. So. This is going to be a no-brainer. Um, and this is, like, super old. So don't even, like, claim, you know. I'm, it's not, my, like, my real pick, but it's the one that immediately jumps off my head. Okay. Um, Ric Flair. Ric mm. Flair was apparently carrying all types of milkmen in the 80s. 60-minute <laughs> <laughs> classics everywhere in every territory and every part of the country. So I'm just going to say Ric Flair, Flowers, because 60-minute Broadway's 
all the time. He had Sting. Sting was pretty green, apparently, still, where he had him in these matches and made him look like the new star of the company and pretty much signed, like, Sting's entire career is kind of owed to that Ric Flair match. So I'm immediately off the head as, like, Ric Flair. Um, in terms of something more recent, well, what do you got? Um, I, I mean, I was going to go recent. I was going to say, and we always do this here, um, I might... I might think of something more outside the box the more that we talk about it but daniel bryan and big cast daniel bryan and big cast from two years ago Ooh, so get this i was so i did the wrestling thread the nxt wrestling thread never forgot to talk about it on this show like 80 times of that (laughs) nxt wrestling thread that people genuinely liked um of these deep cut matches so i was thinking of doing one for backlash matches and seeing like oh what are the best backlash matches because backlash is a long-standing pay-per-view completely forgot that daniel bryan and big cast happened and i was like do i need to look at this (laughs) hmm it, short story no but it, 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 i mean listen i mean a lot of people want to want to want to lie about it or they don't want to talk about it but like they were very people were very upset that, that brian and kaz had a program and i think this also speaks to what brian does on the on the roster now right where he mm-hmm. he, he works with guys that a lot of people don't think they could you know there's nothing you can do with them and he makes something happen with them and i thought that match they had uh i, I forget which pay-per-view it was backlash um, it was backlash, backlash. wow how That's ironic how i brought it up <laughs> how ironic uh you know that that, that he had you know the, the match that he had with big cast big cast was 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 dope and then i mean you want to go even deeper bray wyatt who was having no good matches before the royal yeah. rumble that and, and i mean brian gave him not only his hottest segment that he was in people forget that bray was in the cage when he did the yes thing like yeah. the, when that yes thing w- was really born, uh, when he when he turned on the Y family, people forget Bray was right there, and and I mm-hmm. think that Brian deserves his he deserves his uh he deserves his, his his flowers for that, especially in this generation. I'd say in the last generation, uh, Oof. really yeah, trying to think of it. It's tough when you think about like pre pre twenty fourteen. I think you know, hmm. I think there was a whole generation of SmackDown stars that Edge kind of brought up to another level. Not that I'm like a homer for Edge, but I do think that Edge is like responsible. Edge kind of like with Batista. I even think Undertaker, as good as an Undertaker worker is, like he didn't like some of his best stuff is with Edge, which is crazy to think of. And even John Cena, right? Like John mm-hmm. Cena. We he had the stigma of like oh five moves of doom having these things matches and then Edge kind of like he has this series with Edge and he's kind of like taken to a new level because he has an actual contemporary rival. Um, so would, I think Edge. Would you hmm. give Would you give Alistair Black his flowers for that uh, for that Lars Sullivan match? It was, I think it he still was the kick. Okay, <laughs> the kick, but I mean everything that doesn't ruin the match though to me, right? yeah but i don't know if i'd give him like flowers for that i don't know i just it's it it, i'd have to see it on a more consistent basis it might have been a thing where everything was clicking that night you know what i'm saying (laughs) i just you know except for that kick apparently but come hmm. on man the kick is 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 very like he made he made lars look like uh, a beast like more so than even cash's owner but i mean you know hey cash's owner his flowers for nxt he made everybody coming in look good. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I would say so. I'm trying to think of now on the women's side besides Bailey. Um, who would I give that to? Oscar. Oscar, Nia Jax. 
Oscar. Uh, Oscar's a whole generation of pulling out at least three stars out of these women. Yeah. Through, his own, through her entire run. Peyton Royce, um, even. Peyton Royce, even. Yeah, Peyton Royce got a decent match out of, with Asuka. Even yeah. that. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of, like, from the, like, a previous era. Like, I know Beth had to do a lot of heavy lifting. But yeah, I, we, I mean, we already, we already give up. <laughs> You're not going to uh, give her flowers for that. You're green. <laughs> no, no, because it's like, hers was like, damn. <laughs> like, shit. Uh, look what I'm with. Let's try to make the best out of, you know, chicken salad. They'll feed you that chicken salad out of chicken shit line, won't they? In the eat. Yeah, They'll 100%. feed you that line <laughs> until you do what's told. Until the cows um, come home, shit. Yeah. Ooh, I'm trying to think. You know what I'm thinking? Hmm. Flowers. Flowers, flowers, flowers. Do Who I want to say flowers? Uh, I'm trying to think. Kurt Angle? Maybe. He, he was always slotted with, like, top guys, though. Always. Yeah, that's true. Always. Hmm. He was always slotted with top guys. I, I'd say to a certain extent, um, if we want to go back even further, Chris Jericho was somebody who was given like right he, we got to give him his flowers for for a lot of the, the stuff he pulled out even today uh I, and you got to give kenny omega's flowers also for for carrying yeah, no, you know right. on the on the other end with jericho give kenny omega his flowers also um yeah yeah a lot a lot of flowers being given today i think this is just what it was this is, this is the flower yeah. day this is flower day oh for sure yeah um, flowers uh unfortunately you know, we have to also uh, give flowers on the other end of the spectrum. Um, this past week saw just some really crushing losses uh, for, from, you know, it's, it's unexplainable. And it's, it's hard for me to even like frame it in, in the right, uh, the, you know, the right way. Uh, and I, I don't want to like misspeak or, or say anything wrong, but uh, we, we lost two very, very great people, uh, two, two great wrestlers, uh, Shad Gaspard, um, what did do, did pass away last week? Uh, his body was found. I, I want to say literally after uh, mm-hmm. after we did the show, um, the outpouring of love has been just so great to see this man, as as we say, get his flowers um, from everyone, from Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know if you saw that today. Uh, Triple H, the Undertaker, even him and Michelle McCool even even said something about it. Vince McMahon. Triple H, the Rock. the Rock has said something about him. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this last week, or if I didn't, um, you know, he was in Birds of Prey earlier this year. He was one of the main bad guys, well, not main bad guys, but like one of the the henchmen. And you actually see him mm-hmm. for quite some time. You actually see him up close and everything. A lot of them were wearing masks, and he wasn't. But uh, the the director of that movie, which was was you know a hit movie, she came out and, and had some words for him. Just a great guy. Um, I don't know if, if anyone has the has the GoFundMe reached its limit. I, I think the the, oh, the, the donation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The CTC one. Um, CTC RIP CTC. Uh, whoever donated forty thousand uh, dollars. Still not oh. confirmed. Yeah. But uh, we have an idea generally of who it might be, uh, considering it is the CTC. But yeah, man. No, it's a. It's crazy. It makes me think of the, you know, and also, you know, much thoughts and prayers and the condolences out to JTG as well as tag team partner. Yeah. He, his, his videos and posts have been really eye opening as to just how, how funny and, 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 and jovial Shad was all the time. And they, mm-hmm. those two were best friends and, you know, it's heartbreaking 
you know, to yeah. lose a brain. You know, it, it it's heartbreaking, but it's also um and I and I want you to wait for me to finish when I say this. It's also kind of reassuring in a way that you can have a profound effect on people's society from just being a great person and just being in the air with other great people. I think a lot of people think about their legacy and what they're going to leave behind as what may be the most prominent thing to be recognized for when they die. But to, for him to be recognized as just a great father, a great person, a great human being, and that to kind of be a standout attribute. He, he never won the World Tag Team Championships in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, he never, you know... It, you could say his run probably lasted maybe like 2006, 2011. Like it, it wasn't a sizable run, but the fact that his impact for just being a great person, a great father, and just being, you know, a great human being, a credit to the human race, it extends a long way. So it's kind of like reassuring to me in that, you know, being a great person, putting out, putting out there what you want to get back in mm-hmm. is really an amazing way to kind of live your life, you know? So. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm, you're absolutely right. Like, you want your you you want your reputation on this earth to live on past your expiration, and I think with Shad that definitely happened. And, and I I remember seeing somebody saying like, oh they they should have got the tag titles, and I was just like, what's going on right now is bigger than any title on a fake TV show that you could ever mm-hmm. have. It's not about that. It's about what the the mark you've left as a human being. Like Roman Reigns even said it said it too. Like he gave him his flowers. He said, you know, when I when I came into developmental, Shad wasn't happy, but he still made sure I looked good. And he, for right. him to remember that and remember that Shad wasn't happy, but he still put on the face and did his job. That says a lot about the guy. And you know, rest in peace to him. Uh, condolences to his 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 wife, his uh, son. His family and friends, uh, Shad Gaspard, you're an A-show legend. We got we to gotta have an A-show Hall of Fame. And I think he's going to be his first ballot. He's first ballot oh, in yeah. there for, for me. For sure. We're going to get that money. Money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another loss that we had over the weekend. Um, now, th- this is, to me, the most shocking. If there is anything to be shocked about, uh, you know, huge loss. Yeah, this one didn't uh, sit right. Yeah, Legitimately it still from the doesn't. time I heard of it to yeah to the the following day. I was uh, playing two K with Mark and Cyrus when Cyrus told us on the I, and we we lost we completely were we were out of the game. I I was I mean I don't know if they noticed, but I was I didn't I didn't even want to play anymore. But uh, Hana Kamura Kamura, uh, she was a a a uh, Joshi wrestler from uh, she wrestled for Stardom. Stardom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and actually, even more ironic, I didn't even realize this, is that me and Cyrus had reviewed her mother's final show, her retirement show for Spot Callers a couple months ago. And that is what put me on to her. Um, she passed away uh, due to, you know, what could only be called as, as just a terrible bout of, of cyberbullying over a mm-hmm. show that, that she was on called Terrace House. It's a pretty big show. Uh, I think they aired some of it on Netflix, but she's one of the new cast members. Uh, not too sure of the details of what happened on the show, but apparently it, it, it continued offline. And what happened yeah. was that she got into it with one of the other cast members. Uh, and, and what it seems like to me when I read it was frivolous reality show stuff. Right. And um, from there, the, the, the fans of the show who, who disliked her after that uh, wanted they left so much bad energy towards her on social media. 
uh, which led to her, you know, earlier that day, I believe it was Friday or Saturday over there, um, posting some some really graphic pictures. And uh, from there, you know, we got the announcement from Stardom's official account later on that night that she had passed away. It was it it, it was really, really rough. And, and yeah, and, and all of Twitter reacted to that, I, I'll say. Um, first, I want to say shout out to Cyrus because Cyrus also put me on her. I think yeah. just from from the thing, the thing is, is like you just look at pictures of her and, you know, like, oh, wow, she's lit. Like <laughs> she's like she's a star. She's like young, but clearly has that energy that we're like we're all kind of like searching for that any that people can gravitate to in professional wrestling, especially nowadays when you see a lot of these young stars and they're trying to figure out what to do. But she kind of had a look, and that's kind of like it's one of the hardest things to be able to capture as a professional wrestler is getting that look. You can be down in the ring, you can have all the you know all the moves, all the other things, but to manage to have that look and that transcend off the camera is a much more difficult thing sometimes than it is the actual wrestling part. Another major part is that she was 22, man. Like yeah. 22. I remember when I was t- 22 was such a, I look back at 22 as probably one of my most formidable years. Yeah. Just because like I learned, people are going to laugh. I learned to drive at 22. Um, that's fine. I mean, that's fine. I, I didn't get I my first. I didn't get my first. My first car till twenty three. So, all right. Well, you still got me beat. But um, <laughs> like I live in New York, so it is what it is. But I learned to drive at twenty two. I graduated from college at twenty two. I've, you know, did all these things. Kind of saw a new outlook on life. Kind of got my first like real job at twenty two. All these other things, and it's like I'm here now, thirty years old. And you look at what she could have done. I mean only 22 i look at where i am at 30 and see kind of the world of difference and she didn't even get that which is kind of like what's heartbreaking about it because she has so much more better years in front of her she wasn't even where she at 22 you're so young and you're not even completely sure where you want to be but you're heading in that direction mm-hmm. um but she didn't even get that and it's all because of just you know cyberbullying crazy and i think it's you talked about the shad gaspar thing and kind of bringing it all together what you put out there and the energy that you want to receive back and kind of going down and being known as a great person and being able to live with yourself. I don't know how any of these people who cyber bullied her and then she can, and then it's an announcement from stardom can feel any good about themselves for what they did. You should mm-hmm. be disgusted for what you did actually, because mm-hmm. what you did was take someone who you don't even know what she's going through, but assuming that, you know, Oh, you, you, all these things about her and tearing her down and just this whole situation, it's it's sad. It's 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 really, really sad. Like it's it stuck with me for maybe most of the day when it happened afterwards. Yeah. And uh the uh the owners behind stardom have been talking about taking some action against some of the accounts. Uh I'm As pretty sure should. I'm pretty sure they'll find uh it's pretty easy to find. Uh even Alexa Alexa Bliss had a thing, you know, was it yesterday or today? It was yesterday. Um, yeah. With, with yeah, the, she had a thing with JD from from NY, and I, and I don't want to you know you know shit up this whole you know our whole Hana segment by talking about that mm-hmm. dwee, that dwee, but yeah, you know like these are these are nameless, faceless people online. Yeah, and, take action by all means. I think yeah. it's a, I think it's honestly people should start 
you know, Twitter does this thing where it's trying to crack down all these hateful comments and stuff. But I mean, sometimes it's time for the talent themselves or the companies that represent them take it in their hands. Kind of like when WWE noticed when a lot of fans were jumping in the ring, it was like, listen, you jump in the ring, you're going to jail. Like, that's yeah. it. And it should be a kind of thing that we take these these measures with on social media. This is going to, I don't want, you know, it sucks that she's had to go on in this type of way and her legacy, I think it will still be strong, but it's just still kind of the career is maybe still incomplete, but. But she was, she was the star. She was being groomed to be that Charlotte Flair, John Cena, Tanahashi, Okada-esque, you know, champion there. And she was on the way to being a legend. And, you know, I, I, we mentioned her mother, you know, her mother was a legend as well. And, you know, I said this before, like you, you parents aren't supposed to bury their children. And I just remember during the last Afro, she gave her last match to her daughter as a, mm-hmm. as a changing of the guard. And that meant a lot. And, and, you know, it, it's just, you know, that, that image has just stuck with me this whole time was that last match. And right. it, it was a lot, it, it's a lot to take in and, you know, condolences of course to all of her family friends and her fans her fans really lost out the most here and uh yeah i agree it's terrible um but r.i.p hana kimura uh r.i.p shag gaspar hopefully we don't have another week like that uh anytime soon you know in in the world of wrestling uh moving on drew gulak the king is back okay (laughs) We really went 10 minutes on Gulak last week. I'm still like a man. <laughs> I was like, yo, we might be going longer. We might have gone longer than, than Taker. Like, we went 10 minutes on, like, where's Gulak going? The pay-per-views this weekend. If he shows up, T-shirt ideas, all this other stuff. But you know what? The Gulak is back. You feel me? Um, the King is back. Welcome back, King. Y'all talking about, man, it sucks that he was, he, he went back. Hey, the bag talk. The bag opened up and talked to him. He said, stay. <laughs> Say what you doing? You don't want to be on dark. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be on dark. You can't go to Japan right now. Where are you gonna go? Like I, I think I said it last week. Where are you gonna? Where is he gonna go? Where is he gonna yeah, go? This is true. It was some reports that he's uh, he's going to appear on this week's episode of SmackDown. Um, potentially, I think I saw that on a maybe um, Fightful or wherever. Maybe somewhere else. I, I'm forgetting. I think the it was PWI. Source. Oh, we have PWI um, that he may show up this week. So, you know, Gulak back. Um, We're happy to have you here. You're a great wrestler. You're a great credit to the professional wrestling world. Um, And yes, (laughs) the bag talked (laughs) and it said, sit your ass down. Um, You ain't going nowhere. I I think whoever put it together, I don't want to make any speculation, but I'm pretty sure Daniel Brown is like, hey, hey, don't do that. (laughs) No, sign him. (laughs) <laughs> give him what he wants don't do that it, uh, within the pandemic too they say you know we're just gonna open up the bag just a little bit just, just a little, little bit. just a little bit of a bag i mean just think i think really all he probably wanted was to not make a 205 live salary oh yeah i mean yeah a living wage Them dudes i mean i don't know what 205 is probably as, as much as these t- twitter as much as they make <laughs> damn probably not yeah, I hope so. Hey, how did you feel about it? We didn't talk about this, but how did you feel about the Leo Rush Mark Henry thing? Um, ooh, we didn't talk about that. Uh, what a back and forth. I don't believe it. Um, 
I think Leo Rush wants promotion for whatever the hell he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I think Mark Henry wants to be heard. <laughs> and recognize like Mark would do anything. My man is doing, yeah, because he's on Vlad TV right now. He's talking yeah. to informants. Like, obviously, he just wants to be heard right now. I, that's why I wasn't really tied up in it. I mean, I don't believe, I think the whole, like, you've got my number, you can call me type of deal. And, you know, the 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 move that is, is always just to me. Something to just show off is like I'm tough. Like yo, you can call me. You know, you can yeah. you can talk to me anytime you want. I'm sure they could have talked, but honestly, I know neither of them wanted to talk because Leo didn't call Mark. Leo went on Twitter and said you could have called me. Yeah. <laughs> like I know Mark. I know Mark didn't want to talk to Leo directly. I mean, maybe he tried. I don't know. But Mark went on his show and said you could have talked to me or I tried talking to him or blah, 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 blah. And I think what he's doing is this. So clearly neither of you guys want to talk to each other. You want to talk to the public through each other. So not only that, like, really... Mark, Mark, being, Mark was in Orlando all the time. Like, yeah, Mark was in Orlando when I went to NXT that one time. Like, I just feel like this is just all cap. I feel like Leo not even a wrestler anymore. So I don't even know why he's even like fielding these types of like, I, well, I, I get it. I know why, but it's like, <laughs> just, just do your music. You know bro. why? Yeah, just, yeah. just do your music, bro. Just do your music, my dude. Like, it was stupid. But anyway, back to Gulag. He's back on SmackDown. <laughs> All right. Back to people. Let's go. Let's talk. Let's talk about the Undertaker. Let's talk about Last Ride. <laughs> the, the, talk about the last. Very good episode, man. I they, they've been knocking out the park with these. I say, what a trip, right? Undertaker <laughs> is the worst. Undertaker is the worst retired rapper that I've ever seen in my life. He's always on the brink of retirement, but he always got that one record that was like, "I'm back, baby." Also, you notice you notice that he's wearing in his in, his, uh, in the moment is his uh, his interview segments. He's wearing a different shirt, so this is definitely they extended it. Yeah, it's newer now than yeah. when he was wearing the Blue Lives Matter shirt. Uh, I think he's still wearing some type of propaganda shirt on this, but yeah. um, this episode was, was about the four matches, uh, <laughs> the four street matches in a row <laughs> that he had before the punk match. Uh, two, my favorite part was the final part, but go ahead. The the two matches with Sean, 25, 26, uh, and the Triple H matches, 27, 28. I, I did. I'm not gonna lie that I, I love the the behind the scenes stuff. I didn't even think they would have had behind the scenes stuff of like right after the Michaels match and right after the Triple H match. That there was some good behind the scenes stuff that I've always wanted to see. Here. Yeah. No, uh, you're right. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you had something to say there. Um. Yeah. I, I I thought that again the the Michaels match. I may be more partial to, to the second one because Shawn Michaels is probably one of my favorites, and that was his last match. Uh, at that time, but I really enjoy. He's jealous. He's jealous of Shawn Michaels for being able to step away. Uh, yeah, how how tough that must have been. <laughs> yeah, well, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, and here's why. I'm trying to think. You know what? I'll ask you this question all after the fact because um, I already kind of uh, introed it a little bit. But the fact that he's so caught up. He's still in it. Like his brain, you can retire. You know that, right? Like you don't have to. I think in my brain, he's so caught up in the fact of like, I want to leave on such a great note. But he doesn't realize that he has 30 years of a really great note. 
And every single match that happened afterward continues to be like you're hitting a wrong key somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like it's like playing a song on Guitar Hero and then like halfway through it, you start fucking up. You know what I'm saying? Like he's so he's like, oh, I had a great match with Cena. He's talking about could have went 40 minutes, brother. Could have went 40 minutes. And, and that's, where the, that's where the episode picks up after. It was just him saying, I want to go 40. And Steph, Stephanie was yeah. like, Stephanie was like, you did great. He's like, no, I didn't. You did. And I was just no, like, like, like fuck you, you, know, you know what's crazy? It's like, Stephanie I, had a 40-minute match. <laughs> Undertaker, <laughs> Undertaker reminds me of, let's be real, he reminds me of people that are on wrestling message, uh, message boards that are looking for that perfect match. He literally yeah. is one of those people. I wouldn't be surprised if he had an account. He's yeah, looking. No. He's looking nah, for I that surprise. I would be he, ill surprised. <laughs> he he would he he really takes star ratings into account. Like he does listen to Meltzer. He does read all that stuff. Like he does read everything that we say. He reads and, and he looks at. It. It's like we're seeing a guy that you know he really has an inferiority pro, uh, complex. And I don't think it's so much of him being a perfectionist. It's him having an inferiority complex. A perfectionist would not act as as though like okay i'm, I'm actually a perfectionist wouldn't even say like okay you know i'm gonna leave they're just gonna keep going mm-hmm. he's he's threatening to leave every single time he's, he's like oh i gotta oh, yeah. I should be out there he feels inferior That's because he feels like i don't think he feels like the young guys are gonna take his spot but he feels like he wants to be out there with the young guys because he doesn't want to be looked at like he doesn't want a young guy to be like oh this guy was better than the undertaker was it any day I feel like he wants he still doesn't feel completely fulfilled in any of his matches. Like even though the Cena match was the best he's ever looked. And I didn't even realize that at the time. Like you look at the show and you realize where he was in the Roman match and how physically different he looked in the Cena match. I didn't realize it, but damn, he looks good. Yeah. Um, but he's still chasing that match. And he, you know, you get to the triple H match at, uh, you know, one of the Saudi pay-per-views. It was, a, no, it was, super, show, it was actually Australia. a super show Australia. in Australia. 100%. Yeah. And you get there and he's like, Oh, I'm going to, but it's just one part of a program. Like he has that match, but he's just, it's not even a, a, a thought in his brain because he knows he's still working with Sean and Kane, the following one. And he thinks he's going to be in cruise control. And I and remember boy, we, sh- we shit on that. We, we oh, shit yeah. on that because we were like, don't tell me they're about to start a program. And they absolutely fucking started a program. <laughs> and we, and Sean came out of retirement. Um, Sean's bald. Kane is also kind of overweight. Um, everyone's old in this match. Everyone's there, you know, a various level of old in this match. We shit on it, but it kind of reminds you also if it kind of opens your eyes of like, if we're shitting on this match, the wrestlers got to be shit on this match too. Yeah. Times more. Yeah. Like, except if you're maybe edge in this situation where he thinks like, shut up. This match is great. Oh, you know we, we're going to talk about edge. We're going to talk about edge today. We're going to talk about, <laughs> of course, but you know, he's having, he's having this moment and then he's like, even Michelle knows this. Like it's this vicious cycle. He keeps having these matches. Then he has a bad one. Then he feels like he needs to redeem himself, and it's this vicious cycle. I'm scared to think where we get to the next episode when he has that Goldberg match because. Well, I mean, even before that, I do love knowing why that match ended up the way that it did. It's like we we guessed that it was because the guys were rusty, but I think the the Triple H. Tearing his his uh his muscle really did yeah yeah his pectoral definitely did uh factor into that in a lot of ways. I'm so, assuming he uh, was the ring general for that match. I'm assuming he was the one kind of like 
oh, we're doing this, we're doing that. And not to say that he couldn't do that from the outside, but I think it's really hindered. Now, when you take all that into account and Undertaker was like, oh, I was having some problems with Michelle as well. And A, B, C, D. Kane is just, you know, Kane's mask fell off. I mean, we I don't I don't ever remember that. I didn't remember that. I don't think we watched it. I don't think we watched it. Oh, yeah, we didn't. We didn't watch it. Yeah, I don't think we watched it. We were, but I remember seeing all the gifts online, and I was like, his whole mask fell off, bro. Like, and they're laughing about it now because it's just like, what else can you do at that situation? And yeah. Kane has to put his mask on and get back to work. But it's like it was a terrible match, and all four of them knew it. And it's just when 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 it hit the next time on, and it was the Goldberg match, I openly said oh boy (laughs) i should i said here we go with this one also we get a very long layover until the next episode i wonder if these are done yet uh in their entirety unlike the last dance uh we're not going to get the next episode until the 14th so through three weeks from now i mean i'm assuming the next one i'm assuming one of the final parts end up being about the aj styles match um so I'm thinking maybe they're just buying time until that, but I'm pretty sure next part debuts the same day as the backlash pay-per-view. So but on backlash is on. backlash is June 14th. Oh yeah. It's the same day. It's the same day. Dang. We got a long time to backlash. Wow. Yeah. Um, let's talk about SmackDown then, since we're, since we're already on the, on the subject. Uh, let's okay. talk about, let's talk about AJ Styles. Ironically, who is now on SmackDown? Do you think this has to do any with what they're planning on doing with Taker? Like, I think there's a lot of reasons why he's there, but they were in the day. I, I feel as though they weren't done with that program, right? No, I think you know what? I even have a hint. I mean, I think one could assume that maybe it's done with the program. I think they're going to scrap whatever is next of the program. Ah, uh, okay. Just. Say like yo, cause SmackDown needed AJ Styles. Like they were trying to, they were trying to do this whole, you know, this rule thing of superstars coming to SmackDown four times a thing. But then you kind of realize like yo, Sm- for, to be honest with you, SmackDown needed AJ Styles. It needed somebody, mm-hmm. and AJ Styles doesn't have the club, so he doesn't have that attachment to Raw anymore. It's not like you're moving all three guys anymore. But SmackDown needed somebody, and SmackDown has always been an AJ Styles show. It's just worked out the best for him in his career. Uh, he's won, you know, the world championship multiple times on SmackDown. He's been out there, whether it's in the mid card, whether it's in the main event, whether it's all of them. He's just an all star player. So SmackDown needed him. Now the rules on the, how he ends up on SmackDown to me, a trade, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> a trade, a trade for no one, no one, nowhere in his. Don't get me wrong. You get the Woj report, Kyrie. I, Irving has been traded to the Boston Celtics. You're like, what? <laughs> but you'll never not get who he was traded for. Like, you know what I'm saying? They don't like, know yet. They don't know yet. <laughs> you'll never not get, oh, Isaiah Thomas and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah have been traded for Kyrie Irving. You'll never, you will never get that because that's how trades work. Trades aren't, <laughs> trades aren't, he's being traded SmackDown for what? For some picks later on down the road. Don't worry about it. No, they, they even say, "Don't worry about it." They just had. They said, "Michael Cole, just to say this, we'll figure it out later." I yeah, think. I think. Like, I, I think the prevailing theme of this week's shows are they're about to do another restart, <laughs> another hard restart on what they're doing mm-hmm. as far as the way they present their shows. Mm-hmm. And 
they, this is what this has been our what, third restart since this this Corona era started. Yeah, I mean, but granted, I think it needs it. I think everything needs a little bit of a fresh air. And we're going to talk about Raw and how they kind of like freshened up the show a little bit. But everything needs a fresh air. SmackDown was stagnant. SmackDown doesn't have Roman. SmackDown has Bailey beating everybody. SmackDown has 20-minute Baron Corbin versus Elias matches. Mm-hmm. SmackDown didn't have a damn thing to be proud about. So <laughs> people were legitimately not tuning into SmackDown. Rob, last week. Did you watch SmackDown? Not really, but I kind of watch it on YouTube, so I kind of know what happened. Like, yeah. SmackDown isn't must-see television by any means, and it still isn't as of right now. Um, but it's something. It's something headed in the right direction, and I'll at least give them that of the decision to say, let's put AJ Styles on SmackDown because the show really needs a main eventer. And for the first match, I love that they let, let's be clear here. AJ is definitely going back to babyface. If yeah, not, he's, right. if he's not ready now, he definitely is. Yeah, he's yeah. babyface again. Um, he had a match with Nakamura, uh, went about 14 minutes. I've seen mixed feelings about it. I thought it was, so, I, I think the the in ring, uh, of this SmackDown was higher than probably any SmackDown in a really long time. And oh, also yeah. I think there was something missing with the, with the AJ Nakamura, obviously fans um, that they kind of, they kind of hurt it a little bit for me, but mm-hmm. I thought that I thought they went off. I thought they really did go off. No, I thought they went off too. I think Nakamura's entire energy is built on incorporating the people into his matches, incorporating the people into his persona. So to not have those people is kind of a little bit different. But I think, you know, considering everything that's happened on Raw and what will happen moving forward, I think it's going to change a little bit. Um, But I thought the Styles-Nakamura match was solid, and they did the right thing. Um, AJ going over is great. We're building up to, honestly, anything that you put on the other side of that is going to be fantastic. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, you'll see. Uh, Charlotte versus Bailey, champion versus champion. I think we Oof, banger. He, she, she gave us two of them, two of them things. Yeah, she, she, she's working. I mean, Charlotte, by the flowers, maybe. I, I, no, we don't need to give her flowers. <laughs> maybe. Let's no, we don't need to give her flowers. We don't need to give her flowers. Let's just be clear. I think she got the NXT title, and that's like the soul edge from the video game. And it's like that makes you have better matches. Like when you have the NXT title, it gives you, it makes you have better matches automatically. <laughs> I just think that's she's just what happens. Cooking. No, she's cooking. Even in a loss, which I was surprised that she A rare lost. loss. Oh. A rare loss. Yeah. None of them NXT, yeah. none of them NXT hoes about to be her, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what she said. That's not, not what I'm saying. That's what she said. Not okay. Not. That's what she said. I, uh, she see. said it. I, think, um, I don't know. <laughs> uh nonetheless, she was cooking in this match. Her and Bailey was just having a great time. They obviously have the best chemistry. I think, would you say they have the best chemistry of the four horsewomen? No. Mm. Charlotte, Sasha, Charlotte, Sasha is always the go-to. Ooh, okay. We haven't you seen ain't, you ain't seen it in a while. Yeah, you ain't seen it in a while. So when you see you it, seen it in a while. turn it up when you see it. When you see it, act like you know me when you see it. Yeah, of course. Listen, <laughs> we haven't seen it in a while. So I, I, I see it. I see it. You um, what else happened? It was a lot of Intercontinental Championship stuff. Not too much. We're gonna begin. What happened is we're getting a handicap W Universal Title match for Backlash. Yeah, and, I, are we holding off? Are we holding off? Are we holding off on on Miz or not Miz? Are we holding off on uh on Fiend already? I'm I'm confused yes. as to what's going yes. on here. 
Yes, we are. Because Fiend is a long-term thing, apparently. Fiend is... I'm saying, if they wanted to do this at SummerSlam, it would have been all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, wait until SummerSlam. Like, don't get me wrong. The match was a banger. The match would have been great on SummerSlam as well. But the match was a banger. Why not wait until the actual... So, nonetheless, we're getting Miz and Morrison versus Braun Strowman at Backlash. I'm not happy about it because it seems like the obvious schmaz of the set. It seems like an episode of SmackDown is now on Backlash. Like... I don't believe in this at all. I mean, let's give them a few weeks. Maybe they can make me believe. But, I mean, I'm not happy with it. And as much as I love The Miz, it's like in this sort of scenario, him getting his first championship shot in God knows how long. Um, and it's clearly going to be like a showcase for Braun. Um, before before Bray comes out. Yeah. Why, does, why does Miz keep getting hold out for Bray to show up? <laughs> for Fiend to show up? Miz is just a great hand, you know. He's just all right, all right. Okay, from Uh people when he's on the card, you know he's there. Okay, Uh, you know. Yeah, well, that's cool. Uh, (laughs) Intercontinental Intercontinental Titles uh, tournament continues this week. We have uh, Daniel Bryan versus Jeff Hardy. Go ahead. Okay. No, I was gonna say, did you like Jeff versus Sheamus, or are you like, man? It was. It was at like the end of the show. And I was like ready to go eat or do something. I I thought like I'm out. It was a man. I thought it was weird to have Sheamus like lose already, but whatever. It's Sheamus. He's gonna be always be a great hand for the show, right? Mm -hmm. Just put him. Just put him and Cesaro back together. I just don't see see why they just don't do that already. I don't know if there's any situation that I want to see Sheamus in that I'm like, (laughs) yes, that is it. That is the one that we need. I don't know. I say like, oh, we need him back on the show. We need a hand, and then he comes back, and I'm like. Uh, this is too much <laughs> like we're doing it, it's just the way they kind of like incorporate Seamus or maybe he just isn't yeah it's just the way you incorporate him I'm tired of bully thing like obviously you're a bully but like it's the same gimmick from 10 years ago let's let's change it up a little bit let's evolve yeah. as human beings as we tend to do so but yeah, I no, you're a, right I thought it was a solid smackdown a lot more wrestling focus which is what they should do and i think now that you have aj and brian on the same show and gulak on the same show it will hopefully be the wrestling centered show whereas raw has been kind of doing a lot more of the story-based stuff which we'll talk about now on uh monday night raw uh really chaotic show right a lot more chaotic a lot of things happen yeah uh, we we finally got the announcement earlier from a, a, a lot of outlets, and it was confirmed when we saw the show. Obviously, that uh, WWE now does a similar thing to what AEW has been doing, having some of the talent uh, actually ringside. Uh, but what they've done is they put up a glass like hockey penalty box thing around it. Uh, they, I think I see it at my grocery stores too. They do it there. It's but, a, you know, it's it's just uh, what is it? I wouldn't say bulletproof glass because it's not like the chicken spot or anything. It's someone's, um, someone's gonna get thrown through it though. I see it happen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, it is. I forgot what type of glass it is. It, it's some Pyrex. I don't know. No, not that. Plexiglass. Plexiglass. Um, Plexiglass. There you yeah, go. It is yeah. plexiglass, one hundred percent. Much better than, uh, I mean, if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna steal AEW's idea, at least let's just do it better. Right? Like everyone's both. perfectly, everyone's perfectly social distance apart. Yep. <laughs> like they, they took it and they took the idea and like put like a thousand dollars more production on it than they needed to. 
yeah, everyone's like, everyone's not like swigging Jack in the audience and like put, playing dice. <laughs> you know what's so crazy about that is that they they did so much that like no one could even say they're stealing it because they just added so much stuff to it. It's just like no, 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 we're gonna we're gonna copy the homework but put more color on it. I'm gonna say they're stealing it, and I'm gonna be like, because AEW did do it first, and I'm like, I wasn't when when I saw it first on AEW, I was like, I like this. I like this because the audience is a little incorporated. You get the booze, the cheers. It's kind of like this lax energy. Um, and WWE did it. You know, it's still it's still the same thing. I think they're – you get the feeling, though, instead of, like, them actually being fans. Like, obviously, they're being – like, a, it's a paid audience. <laughs> so yeah. It's PC. It's, being, it's all from the PC. Like Yeah, they're being – you get the you, – in your mind, you're like – they told them to come for training and then stay in the audience, didn't they? Or like you're looking in your mind and just being like, God, I wish they had chairs <laughs> or something. <laughs> I feel bad for them, but you know, it's, I don't think this is something you expect to be doing as a WWE superstar at any point in your career, but also this is an unexpected time. Yeah. So yeah. get your ass out there. You got the bus, <laughs> we got the hand wipes, get your ass out there. Yeah, and and I, I, it add to the show. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I thought that they it sounded like a more poet show at some points where you yeah. keep hearing people say, "Tell them." I was yeah. like, "Tell them what? <laughs> Tell them what?" Do you think saying, they, you think they're gonna do this for uh, NXT? I think they should. I think they absolutely should. They should. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you have a lot of people on who aren't being even used. WWE Performance Center has so many people. Like, I know they fired a whole bunch, but. They have so many people that are just not being used. Why not go out there? You're able to look at some matches. You're able to stand and around, do something, and potentially get over. Yeah, one hundred percent. You get out there. You're on Raw. You're breaking up fights. You're getting thrown through barricades. Whatever, man. You know, cool. You're there. Yeah. Oh, it was cool. Uh, Andrade versus Apollo Cruz. Apollo finally wins the big one in a really good match with Andrade. Uh, they they can't do anything but have bangers, and Andrade is probably one of the, the best workhorses in the company. Uh, Paul Cruz wins his first WWE championship, not WWE championship, WWE title, not even WWE title, first championship in WWE. How about that? Uh, there we go. Yeah, that was, that's that's the way to say it. How do you feel about it? It's a um. So I like the match. I like everything about it. I saw it coming from a mile away. He's the good person to be the next one. I'm just interested. I mean, I've always been interested in Apollo Cruz. Is this a is this a championship to say we're picking you, or is this the championship to say like, and here you go? <laughs> this is the you championship know? to say. This is the championship to say we're picking you. Let's see some character. Let's let's see yeah. some character. And I think it's actually in his advantage that now things are more wrestling focused and less talk focused. That mm-hmm. he could potentially bring back the the open challenge and from what i saw today on wwe's social he will be picking a, an opponent next week to do a challenge so it seems to me that they're gonna gonna go that route. i think it's gonna andrade but uh it could be it could be someone from nxt who knows yeah it could be anybody i mean they're there so yeah it could be, it could be matt riddle hmm interesting there's a lot of there's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of rumors going around. That Matt's Matt's main roster bound. He has a huge cage match against uh, Timothy Thatcher on Wednesday. That I think if he loses, I think that's pretty much the right. Yeah, I would say so. Every, every, it's time. every NXT feud, every NXT feud ends in a, in a cage match anyway. Is is do you think? All right, sidebar. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle talk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
I think he will work on the main roster. His yeah. entire career, I think NXT is such a great and maybe a perfect place for him um, that I'm not sure. Matt Riddle's a wrestler. He loves to wrestle. All the other character stuff is kind of secondary in a sense. Um, I think if he's on Monday Night Raw, it's a great look. I think if he's on Friday Night SmackDown, good luck. Uh, but I'm wondering if this is like, if this is a perfect marriage for Matt Riddle. If Matt Riddle moves to the main roster, do we expect the same kind of Matt Riddle that we get on NXT? I don't think that Matt was ever right in NXT. I think he should. Yeah. I think he was down. I think he was down there for way too long. He reminds me of like Alistair Black. He was a character that was larger than life on that show. And yeah. this isn't this isn't to put down Cole or anyone because they're essential, so to speak. They're they're crucial to that show. They had already been set up that way. Matt was always a big time player to me. Whereas mm-hmm. like you, you didn't you didn't need people to get introduced to him for him for you to know he was a big deal. I think as far as character stuff, I've, I've enjoyed the character stuff they did in his his final couple months, potentially on NXT with 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 uh, with Dunn. I thought that was done really well. I like the the uh, the bro show that he did a couple weeks ago with Thatcher. I th- I think he can work. I think I think promos will be a challenge for him. But if they let him do him and be himself. It seems as though everyone in the back is a big fan of the guy. He wasn't completely written off after the Goldberg shit or even the Brock shit. I th- he's even said it himself that Vince is a big fan of his. I think I don't, I think that there's much to do about nothing about him. I would be worried if it was mm. Velveteen Dream more than Myrtle right now. I'd be worried mm. if it was. I think I'd worry more about Undisputed Era than Matt Riddle right now. I'm right. telling you, I, I think he I think he has it. If you let him follow. And I and I say this all the time, new age RVD. The guy who can go in the ring, not strong on promos, but he's always gonna have a top spot in the car because the fans are gonna love him. And as soon as they see him, they're gonna love him. I think he's gonna be good. I would rather have Heyman book him, obviously. But I think that if he does start on SmackDown, it's a good place to start. He has a lot of guys he can go against. He's got AJ, he's got Brian, he's got Cesaro. There's a lot Baron, of opportunity for him. Yeah. But 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 the, even with the Baron stuff, they've got history. You know, they they've they've they rumble survivor series, they've got history, so it makes sense for the first guy from the face and squash to be Baron Corbin, right? Yeah. No, you're right. So I no, mean if that, right. that is if that's where they go with it, I, I'm personally not too worried. I'm more worried about who else they're calling up because if it's if it it needs to be more than a riddle. I think these shows need a, a, a infusion now. Becky is gone. Sammy is gone for God knows who, how long. Roman, I, 2020 and Roman Reigns are going together right now. We're not going to see them for a while. So mm-hmm. they need to bring, they need an infusion of talent. And, and I think that we're going to grade Matt based on who else, whoever he comes up with. And that's why I think we'll, we'll, we'll grade him. Okay. All right. That's my, that's my pie in the sky prediction. Uh, back to Raw. <laughs> sure. uh, we got we a triple threat. Uh, women's match to figure out who faces uh, Asuka. Speaking of Shayna Baszler, she's not in this match. It was Natalia, Nia Jax, Charlotte. Before we get to Shayna, or before we get to the match, I, I, got, a, I got a really weird prediction. Mm-hmm. Shayna's going to SmackDown. Ooh. Why? Ugh. We, we haven't why? even seen her to, to beat Bailey. I think, you know what? I think... Um... I think Shayna was left out of this match because she didn't. They didn't want her to get beat. Um, 
it's kind of a similar thing. They kind of do this thing where if there's an obvious program, if there's an obvious thing, they kind of cool women off. They don't show them as much. I think they they definitely did it to Sasha Banks in a history where she wasn't as they were preparing, I think it was WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. Like she showed up the pay-per-view before WrestleMania and she wasn't featured a lot on the show prior to then just because they didn't want her in the mix. They didn't want her losing matches. They wanted to keep her kind of safe. I think we're getting to, if you want to ask me where we're getting to is Shayna versus Asuka at a SummerSlam. I think we're getting to that eventually, but you don't want to really muddy the water with encounters and like, could she do it? Could she not do it? If they don't want the conversation to maybe twist in any direction, um, they don't want to put her in the ring with Charlotte quite yet. I mean, I mean, honestly, Charlotte didn't even need to be in the match, but it's always nice to have Charlotte in the match because once again, you have to sell people to watch Monday night raw. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have Charlotte in the match. I mean, the, at the, the end result was always going to be Nia Jax. Let's not waste a Shayna Baszler loss to Spara. Let's give it to two people who possibly, honestly, if they lose, it's not a big deal because yeah. they're still going to be who they are despite it all. I thought it was a great match. I thought like another one for Charlotte and like, damn, bang it out. Natalia doing the damn thing. Natalia trying to, piece this thing together while in the ring. I saw it. Um, <laughs> I thought Natalia not, deserves a lot of love, too. I thought that you you put up a tweet today that they, they went a little viral about her. Yeah. They do the dumbest things with her. You know what I'm saying? It's like they practice, they throw anything at her, and she just expected to do it. Remember when she was farting? Remember that gimmick? Uh, yeah, that was, just, that, like, that was hilarious. Like flatulence for whatever reason, they throw the most random things at her. I say this because, and you said I was green. I was like, there's no greener than WWE and Natalia because this has never happened in the history of Monday Night Raw, where there's like, sorry, Natty, we're out of time. Since when? <laughs> since when? <laughs> like, I've seen The Rock cut 10 minute promos standing there. Like, since when are we out of time? Um, so, you know, they do interesting things with Natty. This is all building up. Uh, well, we got Nia Jax as the new number one contender in Bullface Asuka at Backlash next week, Monday Night Raw. Charlotte is at it again because Charlotte will be facing Asuka, mm-hmm. champion versus champion. I've heard it. You heard the make it make sense. Now we have to make it right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Make Shout out what? to Tatiana. Uh, make it right, uh, aka D plus. No. Nia Jax interrupts uh, a match <laughs> in DQ yeah, loss. That's, right? that's what I'm expecting it to happen, honestly. <laughs> I'm just expecting it to happen. Uh, you know, I've never very, very, very shocked that they're they're blowing their load here with that match that you know we don't get it often, maybe what like twice a year. They well, they, they face each other like six times at this point, right around that. Yeah, yeah, various times, various interactions, tag team matches, regular matches, one-on-one matches. One-on-one matches are always a highlight, but the various ones are also cool too. They just have great yeah. chemistry. They love being in the ring with one another. I love it. It'll slap. Um what else happened on Raw? We we have a continuation of the Alistair uh Seth Rollins team stuff going on here. I, I gotta be honest. You said you didn't like Alistair in tag matches. Yeah, he loses a little bit of his his mystique and his luster helping others out. I think I blame he never really though. like I, I do too. And I, I, again, black like, hole of, <laughs> of A 
they protect the absolute hell out of Alistair. So I get why they have to have him in these matches to even just put him on. But he can't. He can't have squashes anymore. He just can't. You know that's that's over with. That he's got to get in the mix, like you said. They got to shit. They got to they got to shit or get off the pot with him. But um, again, this is more of the the long term booking on Raw, where it's gonna be a while before we get to the Alistair Seth match, and I think we're gonna have to go through Rey Mysterio to get it. Um, I'd say I think we might get that at SummerSlam. I think that is now to me the most sensible option to have Seth versus Alistair Black. Would you say? So there's been talk about Edge. For um, SummerSlam, I, I don't know. No, I don't know if it's been rumors, but it, everything that's happening right now on Monday makes sense with an Edge program, considering what Seth Rollins is doing to people, considering how Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio is one of Edge's close friends. Um, this is all speculation, so it's not like there's any PWI rumor or Fightful report or anything like that. So, to me. Especially, and they're doing the Randy and Edge thing. Um, I think it's a possibility that we could get Seth versus Edge at SummerSlam because it's a it's a major match. They're building up to they're building Seth Rollins to kind of be this monster and kind of wreaking havoc. And Edge still has a major major point and major major I guess you know revenge retribution to extract on Seth Rollins. I think the fact that Rey Mysterio is part of it is not because he's the end result. It's because he is merely a prop um, in this feud to open up the whole edge thing. So, I mean, if they, if that's not it, then, then Alistair is going after Drew or Bobby or someone else. I can see Bobby. Uh, yeah, he's not but, out of the again. He's not out of the no. Mix. He's not out of it. He's not out of it. There's still first of all. There's another pay per view between Backlash and, and SummerSlam, so he's not completely out of the mix. But I do think that it's it is leading up to Seth Rollins versus Aleister Black at a certain date, um, and and that'll be that. I I love Aleister Black. I want the best for him. Let's put him on a. Do you want him to go in the World Championship picture? As of right now, do you feel like it's time? I don't think they do that without a crowd. But I said that about Drew. So, <laughs> mm, yeah, you're right. I, I, I think um, a lot, a lot of him is a lot of him is is really the is tapping into uh, a a from from crowd. Um, I do think that it's fine that he's that he's not there yet, and they don't want to give him a secondary one. I, again, he's one. Of the, he's the strongest book guy on the show. I think that goes without question. Him and Drew are like the two top baby faces to me on the show. So we'll see. Uh, speaking of edge <laughs> greatest match ever. Have you seen these commercials, the songs, all of that the song stuff? Is, the song is overkill. The song is too much. And the, and the <laughs> graphics and the, and the skyscrapery graphics of like the greatest match ever. It takes everything that edge is doing on in front of the camera is immediately taking away once you see that graphic and the music and everything like that. Like it makes it much more of a hokey thing than actually like, Oh, this is retribution. This is edge having to prove himself. Now you're just saying greatest match ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, bro, stop, please, please. There's no way Edge yeah. signed off on this. I, I think he absolutely signed off on this. Just the way he reacts to people saying the Orton match sucked and to the way he reacted to the person saying, that's why would you guys do a regular match? Nah, that's, that's not, not him his person. That's not him on Instagram? That's not him on Instagram? Nah, I, that's not his, his personality isn't touting this could be the greatest match of all time. I can't no, say his, that his, 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 I'm not saying that is. I'm saying that his personality is someone who 
I don't think he'd sign to have creative take over the storyline and him not have any input. He absolutely knows what they're doing. He's absolutely in line with it because he keeps telling people to wait and see what happens next. He absolutely no, I, knows what's going on. I 100% agree with that, but I don't, I don't think that – I think the, the part of them selling this match – there's two different types of energies around this match. And there's the stuff that's happening in the ring. And there's the stuff of how this match is actually being promoted outside of that. That that's I think, you, no, but I think they may not, it doesn't line up to me. It doesn't, his promo doesn't line up because it's, it's obviously Orton wants to have the greatest match ever. Edge doesn't think he can do it. And that's where, Orton that's where it's have the greatest match ever. Orton thinks he can beat Edge in a wrestling match, but I don't know if he wants to have the greatest match ever. All this conclusion of it is because of what Charlie has said. She said it twice. That's she how said it to Enro once, and she's... Yeah, so that to me, they is not Edge and Randy Orton because what Edge and Randy Orton have been doing has been trying to tell a story. This is a rib. Like, does, I think so. This is a rib. I, I, I'm sorry. Like I, I know we can, we can sit in and analyze it, and I, I do feel you, but I think uh, on the larger end of it, this is a this is a rib to people. I think they a hundred percent know what they're doing. I think that they a hundred percent know what they're going to have that match be. And I think that I, the the way that they do this match is that if you, if they gave us forty minutes at Mania, they're going to give us like one minute at Backlash, and then it's going to be some underhanded shit that Orton does to get his win back. Because I don't I, honestly, Mills, I don't see this ending until SummerSlam also with some type of big gimmick match. I see it ending the next pay-per-view. And, um, I don't think they go past three pay-per-views. Extreme Rules, I think it is. Oh, I'm, yeah, there you go. That makes sense. I really do, because I think there will be something with a weapon, and then that'll be where it ends off it. And, you know, your, your mileage may vary with, with, with whether you like that or not. But, I, again, like, I, it's going to be 1-1 one, one going into, into July. I'll say that much. That much. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Uh, but really good, really good promo from, from Edge uh, on this show as well. Uh, what else? Really good promo from Nikki Cross as well on the show. Did you see that? She banged off. She banged she off. off. Billy Billy was about to go off real quick. She was about to get real spicy, and then Nikki was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, no, no, you not." Nah, sorry, doing too much of that was a British accent. Yeah, that, I can't I do Scottish. That was. <laughs> I can't do Scottish. I can't do Scottish. But uh, no, they they they're giving the iconics, and you know we don't talk talk about the iconics much in a good light they're giving them kind of an edge which i feel like they need long term because yes they are incredibly funny um together but i do think they need an edge to compete in the women's division and for a long time they've been these kind of like marshmallowy ass tag team but now you get to incorporate them and they have a little bit more of an edge and they have a little bit more of a reason and lexa bliss and nikki cross have a little bit more of a something to bite on to terms of a challenger you know what i'm saying yeah like this yeah. this this segment i mark it as notable because it looks like first time they were actually trying with the women's tag team division that's mm-hmm. what i got from this segment and it may not mean a lot to a lot of people but i was like yes this is this is something good in the right direction um real quick real quick so we can uh, wrap up raw how do you feel about kevin owens losing to angel garza i, th- I still think that wow. they're kind of i still think they're kind of day-to-day with him as far as him coming off that injury <laughs> I was like, yo, is Kevin washed? What the hell is going on here? <laughs> the yeah, man I, got jumped immediately, and then he got beaten well, well, you, kind of cleanly. You notice his matches aren't really that long, or else he's in a tag match where he's on the apron. I think he might still be recovering. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know he has to lose for them to get anywhere. If they're doing a program, maybe Angel Guards or Kevin Owens, maybe Venturati, Kevin Owens, who knows. But it was interesting. But you know what? It's one match. I'm not going to say it anything. But they they tend to do this thing with Kevin. Kevin has lost a lot, is yeah. all I'm saying. Um, especially in that Seth program. I mean, he yeah, he won the big one. Yeah, for sure. But in the process it's like how many times does he have to is he just gonna be someone a perennial loser who only wins when it's like when it matters like eh, i don't know how to feel about that um yeah all of our wrestlers gotta win all the time no nah, it's not even that but it's like you gotta <laughs> win you gotta look competitive you know what i'm saying like jokes. how am i supposed to be, how am i supposed to believe you as a you know he got gender for everything if you don't jump. even win no nah, jump coming up he jumped, he got like he jumped a lot. <laughs> I mean, you get what you're, where you're going at there. I don't get it. I don't get it. It seems like, no, nah, I get, I in terms of just like he loses a lot. And I'm just saying, like, it's a, it's a, he did get jumped. I'll say that. But then it's also like, you got to win matches. You know what I'm saying? Like, this should have been a, I don't say this should have been a match if he won, because if they started in a program, they're starting a program. But it's like these type of matches, like, at least give him that and then get jumped at the end of the match. Like, you know, you don't have to have continue every program by losing so, so many times. I, you, you thought about this uh, way longer than I did. I just thought, okay, he might be still injured. Why would we'll they see. have him wrestle if he was still injured? Yeah. Not like still injured, but like he's still not up to having like 20 minute matches yet, you know? Yeah. Mm. It's probably not. A, I, I didn't think I, again. I didn't think too hard of it. Uh, Street Profits, Viking Raiders leading to the main event. Real, real, real fucked up that the, the, the Raiders couldn't even help out their boys. But I enjoyed the golf stuff. <laughs> very nice. Just very nice. I think it was a, another great look um, for everyone involved. Can't say much more about it than I've said all the other weeks. This is this is great stuff. Um, more, and the fact more, that, uh, you know. More long no. game for that. Yeah, and I thought it was a nice touch that it led to a main event, Street Profits in the main event on Monday Night Raw against Bobby Lashley and MVP. And them, did they win the match? Uh, they won by, they won uh, by DQ. DQ. Yeah. yeah, they won by DQ. So, you know, first of all, all black people, main event of Raw. I love it. This is my Turn that most up. Black people, most black people in the main event of any WWE show of all time. Uh, so, and then, you know, they're, they're building... It's a nice little intersecting thing. The Bobby Lashley MVP thing. They're still doing the Drew and the Bobby thing. It's getting good. I mean, it's good to me. This is no, I like it. Yeah, this is what Drew and Bobby do. Like, I'm not gonna. I want them. to listen. I want to like Bobby Lashley. So anything that they do to make me like Bobby Lashley, I'm all for because I want to like him and I and I love him right now. Do you think the MVP thing is good for him? A hundred percent. I think it's better than MVP being in the ring, but uh, you know, he can make he's a good talker and I think he's only gotten better. And I think that he, he's focused and um, I'm just a real big fan of what they're doing with MVP. I, I I'm intrigued into as uh, into what Lana is going to do, you know, coming out of this as well. Um, I think the drew, obviously, like I said last week, drew and, and Bobby, we know it's going to bang. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I know a lot of people were upset at the end when people were, were holding them back. They were like social distancing and all that stuff. Right. 
I think the rules are over in Florida. I think social distancing has burned away. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the state of Florida, social distancing no longer exists. People don't exist. Restaurants, clubs, beaches. You know, I don't there, think it exists like, anymore. People were like, what did they say something about social distancing and break the rules? Like, well, I mean, why did the government do it? <laughs> Bada bing. <laughs> why did the government do it? Uh, but yeah, really enjoyable episode of Raw. I mean, I thought that this week was, was probably the strongest week of the corona programming that they've had uh, so far. And hopefully next week we, we see more. I'm, I'm interested in seeing SmackDown with, 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 uh, with the crowd this week. So, yeah. I'm interested in seeing that too. Um, also, one other shout out I want to give, not shout out, uh, because I know you'd hate it. Um, AEW had a pay per view over the weekend. I know you didn't see it. I just know you didn't. I know you you're not going to see it. Um, but Double or Nothing, the second part, I guess Double or Nothing too, like Double or Nothing and more. Um, great main event. That's all I can say. The Stadium Stampede match, great main event. Uh, and a couple of great decisions. You saw Moxley versus Brody Lee. That was a, you know, a very uh, brutal match in terms of the physicality. I thought it was right. They put the belt on Garoshida, defeating Nyla Rose. So that was good. Can't vouch for the other stuff, but I'll say those three, those three last matches kind of made the main card. And I know they'll talk it a lot more. <laughs> they will talk a lot more about it on the war report this week. So make sure you tune into that show, but yeah, just great match. That's all I want to say. I want to add my two cents in. I'm not going to bore you with my AEW, uh, my AEW praise this episode. Or any, uh, that was the week in pro wrestling. Thank you guys for listening, uh, to the a show with myself and Mills. Of course you can follow us at RNC radio live. Uh, follow me at OG Johnny five and Mills at Mills TV. So until next time, Thank you all for listening. Please stay safe and wash your hands. See ya. Day show with the big boys. Play. So you, I, I let you kind of. Oh, we did say big boys play. Yeah, we the did big say boys that. play. I was gonna say wow. money, money. There we go. Money, yeah. money. Oh, you you have to say yeah. Oh, you want me to say yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You do it. Yeah. Again. I want you. All right. Money, money. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Right. All right. See, I thought, I sounded like. Post. I, I, no, I'm not, I, I, I could just put it okay whatever all right we're out see you guys next week <laughs> see ya <laughs>